Welcome to Strange Talk Podcast. Unfortunately, because of the editing process, I wasn't actually able to fully edit the episode, so this intro is a little different than what you expected. Well, sadly, I couldn't get the episode fully edited, and because my computer, I need to upgrade my RAM. I'm supposed to have 8 gigabytes of RAM, but unfortunately, eh, I, I don't know why my computer is not detecting 8 gigabytes of RAM. It's only detecting 4 gigabytes, but 2 gigabytes of RAM is already going to just the operating system and I probably confused you if you're one that doesn't really know computers (laughs) so unfortunately I'm sorry but that's the reason why I couldn't actually fully edit the episode the original way that I usually have this week in crime so that's why you're getting this intro but thank you for listening to this week in crime on with the show Hey strangers, hello, 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 how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of This Week in Crime. And if you're not familiar with This Week in Crime and you're new to the podcast, thank you for choosing to listen to Strange Talk Podcast. Because without you, new and old OG listeners, Strange Talk Podcast would not be what it is today. Um, But, strange talk, but (laughs) This Week in Crime is where I bring you weird, interesting, strange, or downright fucked up news articles from around the world or right here in good old America, and oh my god, do I have a lot for you today, because the guy that sends me a good majority and a good chunk of this segment this week in crime, he j- he did his fucking job, he did his duty to please my booty, which is, he sent me a shit ton of articles, and thank you, but not only him, but I also got some articles, I got two articles from a listener, I hope she's a listener, I imagine she listens, but um, from Shai von Feinkelstein or Feinkelstein, I don't know how to say it properly, so please let me know how to say it properly, the Feinkelstein or Feinkelstein, but uh, yeah, so at Rocky the Collector has his own podcast, which is known as The Collection, and Shai used to be one of the hostess of the mostess from Creep It Real podcast, but she has recently left it to pursue her own desires as being a nutritional coach, I believe is what she said exactly is what it was but yes um and so she's no longer with creep it real podcast but um she sent me a news article about it um some interesting stuff that happens into and some actually some strange fucked up shit that's going on in oregon or as some of you may know it as oregon um and when i was reading that article there was a lot of things related to oregon spoiler about cows I'm guessing Oregon or Oregon is cow central, I believe. It's like a lot of cow farmers seem to be up in Oregon. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be some crazy shit going on. But before I actually get to the meat, um, I have an interesting topic that I wanted to talk about before I actually go into the articles. But it's also another news article. But it's something that recently has happened. Um, and it's something that's kind of scary to me it's not something that would be like scary like a murderer it's just something that's scary because it's kind of um it's it is dealing with free speech but no it's not nothing about being pc or anything of that nature it's more about like expressing one's political views whether it be aligning with your own or against yours it is still the fact that um corporations seem to have a lot of power over just regular average joes like me or you and it's a very scary thing because uh, recently um, 
because I, I am an avid gamer. I play video games still to this day, and I love playing video games. They're like a good outlet for me to just like, you know, zone out. You know, some people choose crack. I choose video games. Some could say that they're the same thing. But anyways, um, <laughs> uh, so I have an article here from Vox um dot com and the publisher the author is zach um buchamp i believe is how you say his last name but apparently what happened was activision um blizzard one of america's biggest gaming companies they're one they're the ones who created the video game world of warcraft that's still popular to this very day um but because of this incident because of this controversy it they have lost a pretty good amount of um, players subscriptions have been um, being cancelled left and right because of what happened um, so Activision Blizzard one of America's biggest gaming companies just bowed to Chinese censorship in a disturbing way suspending a professional player of Hearthstone which is a digital card game over a statement supporting the Hong Kong pro-democracy protest the offending commentary from Chung Ning Wei I believe is how you say his name, a Hong Kong-based player who goes by the name Blitzchung, came during an official interview on Sunday held after he won a match in the Hearthstone Grandmasters Tournament, the highest level of competition within the game. Chung said, Liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our time, a protest slogan in the city while wearing goggles and a face mask, items commonly donned by protesters conceal their identity. The protests which began over an extradition law have morphed into a broad-based demand to protect the semi-autonomous city's democratic political system from mainland China's attempts to exert control over it. So if you're not sure exactly what I said right there, um, the reason why there's been protests going on within Hong Kong is because Hong Kong is pro-democracy. They're democratically free right now at this point because of a certain law that had passed years ago but that law is set to expire soon and china wants to kind of you know come in and bring their communist rule over hong kong but a lot of um, mainly young people i guess you would call them millennials don't want that to happen they want hong kong to be um, separate i was about to say separate but separate from china's um communistic rule if that's even a word. <laughs> on Tuesday, Blizzard came down hard on Chung. In an official statement on Hearthstone's blog, the company announced that it would be suspending Chung for a year, forcing him to forfeit thousands of dollars in prize money from 2019 and firing the casters, commentators who conducted the interview, which they had no... Like, I saw the video of when he actually said what he said, that um, Hearthstone tournament pro player, I guess, if you will. Um, as soon as he said that, the commentators just ducked their head. They were laughing, but then they ducked their head behind their computers, uh, their computer monitors. And they got fired just for even doing that, which I really don't know what the fuck would you be able to do in that type of situation. But China doesn't care. China does not care. They are very strict when it comes to you talking about anything that makes China look bad. Um, and that's kind of like how every company is, um, not just a government. But that's weird because it's a government party. Um, but that's why, for some reason, uh, they won't even acknowledge what happened in Tenement Square. And if you don't know what happened in Tenement Square, it was another protest that happened over the same thing about the pro-democracy and everything, about being separate from China's communist rule and Hong Kong being pro-democracy and uh, tenement square i believe happened in the 80s i want to say in 1989 I don't, maybe 89 or maybe early 80s i know somewhere in the 80s it happened um but chinese 
government officials and the army started firing upon Hong Kong civilians, killing many of them. Um, and there's actually a famous photo that happened and that Hong Kong doesn't want spread around, even though it's spread everywhere, because once it's on the internet, it's never truly gone. Um, it's the photo where you see a man in a white button t-shirt or a white t-shirt or a white button shirt. Um, all you see is his back. You don't see his friend, um, but he's standing in front of the tanks, preventing them from pushing on. Um, no one really knows what happened to that guy. They said they, I, you know, it's all just rumors and hearsay. You don't really know what happened. Um, but, you know, suffice it to say, it's probably the latter that he probably was taken out or he probably was just run over by the tanks. I don't even know. I tried looking it up, whatever happened to that man. But all I've ever found was that nobody really knows what happened to him. They only assume that he probably was run over by the tanks. But there was just that one picture where you see that man standing with his shopping bags. He's like, nope, I got my shopping bags. I probably bought some shit to make for dinner tonight, and that's going to happen. So on Tuesday, Blizzard came down hard on Chung. I already read that part. Uh, forcing him. Okay, Blizzard, who created among... Um, this is a big deal. Um, Blizzard, who created, among other things, World of Warcraft, is a massive company... Um, is a massive company it brought in about 7.5 billion dollars in revenue in 2018 like the nba which has rebuked the houston rockets general manager over a pro hong kong tweet blizzard is not merely trying to operate within the confines of chinese censorship but acting as its agent so um that's also another thing that happened too was the um i believe there was a manager like they said um from the nba the manager of the rockets team um they were having a game i believe in china maybe Hong Kong, I don't know, but I know it was in China somewhere. And they were they were going to have a game, but the manager tweeted something about um, how he, I think I don't know exactly what he said in the tweet, but he said something in favor of the, the protesters in Hong Kong. And China backed, like told them, no, you can't come here. They, they backed out of the, the, of the tournament. They said, you, you guys can't come here and play your game. And they basically just stopped um, supporting the NBA. And because of that, the NBA... I don't know if they fired that manager, but I know that they punished him or they did they suspended him or something and they they basically said like, "Oh China, please, like let me suck your dick and just like let me like let us back in, you know?" Like that type of thing. And and, and that's sad because why? Because of money. That's a big money maker for some reason in them. Um, Blizzard is not merely trying to operate within the confines of Chinese censorship, but acting as its agent. The non-Chinese Hearthstone player base is furious with Blizzard. The game's subreddit is full of longtime players vowing to quit the game in protest. Count me as one of them, is what the author of this article says. I've been playing Hearthstone daily for about two years, including spending some money on cards and reaching the top tier of the game's competitive ladder. Now, if you don't know, um, if you have no idea what this game is, even is, it's basically like a Pokemon-type game. It's a card-battling game. And um, the way... It's free to play, but to get more cards and to get better cards, you actually have to use real-world money to buy packs. And they're random cards that you can get. And that's where Blizzard has been making their money. Just last year, they made over $20 million simply just from people buying their packs. The game is free to play, but like I said, you have to use real-world money. And that is their big moneymaker for them. And the majority of their money is coming from China. And that is why they are censoring um, this player. And that's why people are upset because it shouldn't matter. Just because of money, it shouldn't matter. You know, free speech is free speech. You know, it doesn't matter. But... You know, and that's a scary thing because that's what's scary about this whole issue is that right now it's just for video games. Who knows what else, you know, you could say could be censored because of a corporation. 
who knows that if you say something on your Instagram account and Apple, it doesn't abide by what Apple believes in, they could just censor you or delete your post or maybe even just lock your phone. And that's something to think about, okay? When you're eating your McDonald's cheeseburger, you know, so I don't know what the fuck I'm going with this, but yes, it, it is a very scary thing and it is turning into fucking 1984. And if you don't know what that book is, please go read that book, 1984, and you'd be surprised. You would think that's a doc- like something from the future. <laughs> but I digress. Let's get to the meat of this, which is this week in crime. So I have the articles for you ready to go. And my God, thank you again to Shai von Frankenstein and Rocky the Collector for sending me these beautiful, beautiful articles. So this first article is a Florida woman bites camel testicles to save her dog. (laughs) You heard that correct. What would you do if a 600-pound camel sat on you? If you ask this Florida woman, the answer is to bite his testicles. Gloria Lancaster, 68, lives in Milton, Florida. She and her husband were visiting the animal pen at a Louisiana Louisiana truck stop called the Tiger Truck Stop. The Lancaster's unleashed um, dog ran under the fence and into the camel enclosure. Miss Lancaster ran in after her tiny deaf dog. Video shows her husband throwing treats into the pen, though they deny the accusation. While chasing her dog, Miss Lancaster was stomped and sat on by the camel. She yelled to her husband, Edmund Lancaster, to grab the dog and then realized her predicament. Her arms were pinned and she told, um, she said, I thought it was already dead. But God, God will always make a way out where there is no way. On the side of my face was his testicles. I'm sorry, this fucking thing just popped an ad up. Um, God will always make a way out where there is no way. Um, On the side of my face was his testicles. I'm not going to lie, I bit them. The camel led her up and Miss Lancaster scrambled to safety. She suffered multiple injuries, the worst of which was a broken collarbone. She and her husband were fined for criminal trespassing and for not restraining their dog. Someone asked me yesterday what would I like to happen to the camel. Nothing. I don't want anything to happen to the camel. If I had to do it over, even though I'm hurt and facing surgery, I would do it again, she admits. The owner should have made sure it was safe, he says. He wants to, um... The owner should have made sure it was safe. He says he wants a petting zoo and wants children to be able to make sure that it's safe before you put a child in that environment. Miss Lancaster admits her dog should have been leashed, but she says that the enclosure is not safe, especially if they want it as a children's petting zoo. Pamela Bossier, a manager of the Tiger Truck Stop, says nothing like this has ever happened before. She blames the owner and the dog. None of this would have happened if they just would have had the dog on a leash instead of letting it roam free in a truck stop. She has put more barbed wire to the camel enclosure and has put up new law signs that say you have to leash your pets. The camel is undergoing a course of antibiotics for the bite. (laughs) So what would you do if a camel was fucking sitting on you and pinning you? Now this article is the one that was sent to me by Shy, and uh, thank you again for sending me this article, but this this one's a doozy. It's pretty crazy. So this one is a woman brutally stabs model sister 189 times, gouges her eyes out, and hacks her ears off in jealous drug-fueled rage. My god. 
a woman who allegedly brutally murdered her 17-year-old model sister before gouging her eyes out and hacking off her ears is now set to face trial. In a frenzied attack at St. Petersburg's in Russia, Stefan Stefania Dubrovina was fatally stabbed 189 times by her own sister. If convicted, 22-year-old um, Elizaveta Dobrovina faces up to 25 years in jail after being accused of hacking the model to death in a jealous drug fuel rage. The horrific killing, which took place back in 2016, saw Elizaveta detained but later sent for psychiatric treatment. However, she is now deemed mentally fit to stand trial. However, the older sister is reportedly set to accuse Stefania's 44-year-old lover, Alexei Fativ, in whose apartment her sister died. She also continued to strongly deny the murder charge. Meanwhile, prosecuting authorities have asserted that the man is not under any suspicion and is, in fact, a witness to the crime. She was only 17. Eliza Veta, who was 19 at the time of the killing, has oh no, she was 19, has been charged with murder with particular cruelty. On the other hand, Fativ has publicly denied that he had anything to do with his alleged girlfriend's death. She was only 19, and she's dating a 44-year-old man. Money. That's probably money. <laughs> According to him, he found Stefania bloody and naked when he returned from a shop after purchasing a bottle of wine. He said Elisaveta tried to flee from the scene, but he managed to detain her until police arrived at his flat. Prosecutors said in court that the sister acted with particular cruelty after she allegedly gouged out the 17-year-old's eyes. Okay, so she was 17-year-old and dating a 44-year-old man? <laughs> I guess I was right. She scoffed at her sister, causing her to endure excruciating pain because of her dislike, they said. During the massacre, she... Um, she inflicted at least 189 stabs on her sister. In the head, neck, torso, arms, and legs, the girl also sliced off her sister's ears. Fucking A. Russian newspaper, um, Komsomoslaskaya Pravada, reported at the time of the killing that Stefania's body was almost ruined by cutting performed by the girl's elder sister. Shortly before her death, Stefania was said to have posed for nude pictures. However, her friends were confident she had not taken part in making porn movies. Her mother, Oksana Dobrovina, told the paper that Elizaveta has recovered her memory of events after being rehabilitated and that she claimed Fativ acted like a demon. Furthermore, she alleged that Fativ was her boyfriend and was jealous of the nude photo shoot. And to put it mildly, Stefania was not loyal to him. Oksana physically attacked Fativ and scratched his face during an appearance on a TV show in 2017. I had known Stefania for about two years. A uh, 45-year-old St. Petersburg showman, Stas Bratsky, said, She was a modest and attractive girl. She took part in my shows. Bratsky denied that Stefania ever worked as an escort girl. Stefania was never involved in it. She was not filmed in the porn film either. He said, she simply tried to boost her career in modeling. A newspaper report at the time claimed Elizaveta copied the image of her younger sister. The same hair color, the same lipstick. There are photographs of both sisters hugging each other, but there is no doubt that the elder sister envied the younger one. Ekaratrina Dobrovina, their aunt, called Stefania's death a shocking tragedy. My blood turns to ice, she added. 
so that's crazy i guess that sister had a little bit of case of um oh, what's it called um single white female <laughs> uh, syndrome maybe but that's crazy i mean it's sad you can't even trust your own fucking family nowadays it's scary well i mean that's always been like that it's just fucking scary because you never know when your fucking family might just snap and just yeet <laughs> just fucking kill you and shit um so moving on to the next article that i have this one is a pennsylvania homeowner finds naked milk drinker singing in his kitchen Police say a Pennsylvania homeowner went to investigate the sound of singing coming from the first floor of his home early Monday morning, only to find a naked man drinking milk in his kitchen. Airy police said the homeowner heard the singing at around 3 a.m. He grabbed his pistol and headed down the stairs to find the man sitting on his kitchen floor. Uh, His nutsack was all on the tile. The homeowner called the police and the man was taken into custody. Airy police could not immediately be reached for comment but authorities said the suspect appeared to be under the influence of an undisclosed substance and was acting confused bath salts the intruder was arrested and charged with it didn't say in the article there was bath salts just my inception the intruder was arrested and charged with criminal trespass and disorderly contact uh conduct no injuries were reported it wasn't clear how the man entered the home or how long he had been in the residence that's that's kind of scary though like you just kind of hear singing in the dark you don't know what the fuck's going on but yeah so this article this next article is from shy as well this is the last article she sent me but it's an interesting one because it's kind of crazy um poor poor cows so cattle are being mutilated and killed in easter oregon or Oregon, and no one is sure how or why aliens outside of pendleton oregon terry anderson's cattle have messed up his irrigation spigots again the cows knock them down pretty much daily and he has to fix them he jumps out of his side-by-side vehicle and deftly writes them up writes them again or screws on a new spigot if they're really bad cows just rub on stuff the heck of it for the heck of it anderson said with a smile they love to scratch right now in remote eastern oregon or Oregon, a serial crime spree is unfolding. Young purebred bulls are mysteriously showing up dead. Cowboys recently found several animals with body parts precisely removed, and it's happened just like this before in the West. It happened to Anderson back in the 1980s when one of the rancher's mother cows was mysteriously killed overnight from his home place. Anderson pointed to the exact spot where he found her on top of a mountain. He's never gotten over it. I can just imagine. Like, I feel bad for making fun of him, but I just imagine. Like, he's like, oh my god. Her fucking paw, her hoof was just there. Anyways, Anderson said he had just been near the spot the night before. The next morning, his cow was laid over and dead. Her udder removed, oh my god, with something razor sharp. And not one drop of blood anywhere, Anderson said. It was the... (laughs) I don't know why. I kind of imagine, like, during this interview, there's, like, some weird like old lady just standing around she's like i'll tell you who killed them cows it was that damn sasquatch <laughs> i just imagine there's like a lady like that um over 200 miles away outside princeton oregon or oregon andy davis um is canning green chili peppers in her remote ranch kitchen the air smells spicy and warm she wipes her strong working hands before giving a shake that sounds kind of erotic <laughs> Another cut-up and blood-lost cow was found two years ago a mile from her home place. A hunter discovered the carcass near a water trough just hours after the kill. 
Her son, a butcher at the time, inspected the slain animal. He couldn't understand how the cuts were made so clean. Davy said she and her husband rode strategic circles around the area with four-wheelers to try and find vehicle tracks, horse tracks, anything, something. They never found any, and in this country, everything you do leaves tracks, Davy said. Over an hour away, north of Burns, Oregon, cowboys whistle and talk low to eager cattle dogs. Dust from hooves, both cloven and shod, creates a fog in the early light. As they gather the cow cough calf pairs out of a large draw. The animals call to each other. They beckon. Sylvie's Valley Ranch is nearly the size of Chicago. Jesus. This summer, five young purebred bulls were cut down in their prime. Colby Marshall is a vice president of the ranch. To understand what happened better, we rattled up two-track U.S. Forest Service Road. And we're going to drive in here, Marshall said. Oh, a little ways, and then we'll get out and take a little walk to where one of the bulls was found, and the carcass is still there. The animals were found all bloodless, with their tongues and genitals precisely removed. Jesus. Coming upon one of the dead bulls is an eerie scene. The forest is hot and still, apart from a raven's repeating caw, the bull looks like a deflated plush toy. It smells weirdly. There are no signs of buzzards, coyotes, or other scavengers. His red coat is as shiny as if he was going to the fair. That's crazy. So, basically, there's someone, or should I say something, mutilating cows. And, uh, of course, as you progress more into the article at the bottom, it says possible theory. It literally just says aliens. It's, (laughs) damn, I'm not joking. It just says possible theory. Aliens. (laughs) Um, Some other theories are that there's a force field. Um, I really don't know how a force field would would do that, but I, I don't know. But yeah, those are some possible theories. And then there's that old lady that's that damn Sasquatch. But no, yeah, that's that is crazy. Um, so save the cows, people. Save the cows. They provide us with milk, the best thing in the world. Well, not the best thing, but I enjoy some milk. I enjoy chocolate milk even more. So this next article is a Bronx teen confirmed as first New Yorker to die of vaping-related illness. Okay, you heard that right, people. So a Bronx teenager was the first person to die of a vaping-related illness in New York, state officials said Tuesday. The 17-year-old boy, di- the 17-year-old boy died October 4th at the Children's Hospital at the Montefiore Medical Center in the Bronx after being admitted late last month with a respiratory illness. He was previously hospitalized at Montefiore. <laughs> I think I said it wrong earlier. In early September and then released. Officials believe that the teen was sickened by vaping cartridges containing THC, which is the key ingredient that causes the high in marijuana. The Bronxonite brings the vaping death toll to nearly two dozen nationally. Massachusetts authorities reported that state's first death Monday. At an unrelated press conference where he announced the teen's death, Governor Andrew Cuomo, or Cuomo, I believe, called on the federal government to take action, all while blasting big tobacco. Tobacco companies go into the vaping business and target young people and market to young people with a product that might actually be more dangerous than a cigarette. City health officials declined to provide any additional details. This is what they said. The city is investigating the case in question, but no official determination has been made at this time, said City Hall spokeswoman Avery Cohen. 
We're alarmed by the uptick of vaping-related illnesses and will continue to fight for reforms that keep dangerous e-cigarette products out of the hands of our children. An appellate court in Albany temporarily blocked Cuomo's emergency order to stop the sale of flavored e-cigarettes last week. The next hearing is slated for October 18th. Senator Chuck Schumer on Tuesday unveiled a plan to ban kid-friendly e-cig flavors nationally under his Stopping Appeal Flavors and e-cigarettes, or known as SAFE Act. The New York Democrat also called on federal health agencies to launch a coordinated campaign warning youngsters about the dangers of vaping. At least 110 people across the Empire State have been sickened by vape products, including 21 in the Big Apple, according to the most recent statistics in the State Department of Health. That's roughly a tenth of of the 1,000 people hospitalized nationwide with vaping-linked illnesses. I don't know about this one, y'all. I'll be honest. I'm kind of like, eh, that's stupid. I don't, I don't really think, I, I, like, I could be wrong, and probably, if I was a betting man, I would bet that I am wrong, but I think, I think it's big tobacco companies, you know, big tobacco is not liking the fact that majority of people are switching to marijuana, and, you know, smoking that ganj, and just, you know, sparking up that doobies, rather than actually smoking cigarettes, and I feel that they're starting to feel the pain of that, and so they're spreading lies so that way you know we can be like oh no we got to stop vaping and i know that they also talked about vaping not just with marijuana or cbd or fucking thc but they were talking about smoking nicotine and vaping nicotine but i feel like a majority of it is they're trying to just stay away from vaping in general because of the fact that you know these stupid people are dying because of it i really don't know how i used to vape not like vape vape like with a cartridge i mean i used to vape with cartridges because i used to when i would go to dispensaries i would buy the thc cartridges but nothing's ever happened to me and i have fucking asthma <laughs> so i don't know okay so moving on to the next article now this one is a crazy fucking one a teen eats her own horse after it was put down and says it was the best meat ever Pio believes her background of being raised on a farm gives her a more realistic relationship with animals. A teenager who has received death threats for eating her own horse says it was the best way to honor the animal. Um, Pia or Pia Olden, I think it's Pia Olden, 18, lost her horse drifting speed in 2018 when it was put down due to illness. In a now deleted Facebook post, the keen writer and apprentice of Chef revealed of of Chief revealed her family kept fillets of drifting speed in their freezer i believe that's the horse's name drifting speed um in their freezer writing if i'm going to eat horse meat it's going to be my own i'm not gonna lie they're showing a picture of the horse meat and it, i'd fucking try it. it looks pretty good paya described um how she prepared the dish uploading a photo of the meat mixed together with chili and mango adding it's not better for the meat to be buried and eaten by the worms the teen whose family are farmers in Norway received huge backlash and even death threats after the post was widely shared on social media. Many wrote that I too deserve to be killed for eating my own horse, she told. Um, she said. Uh, one wrote that I should lose the right to have animals. Replies included, oh my god, don't have words. This is really awful to do. You probably don't eat your best friend. <laughs> A few hours later, the abuse got so bad, Paya took down her original post and asked the pages which had shared it to do the same. Some of the fiercest response came from the equestrian community, for who Paya says eating a horse is like eating a family member. 
Having grown up on a farm, the teen feels she has a more realistic relationship with animals and understands meat differently from those who have direct hate in her direction. The teen also writes about her experiences on the farm on Facebook, where she attempts to answer questions frequently faced by the profession over farming ethics. Pia stands by her decision, arguing that horse meat is a delicacy and drifting speed had to be put down in any case, adding, it was some of the best meat we have eaten. What do you think? Do you think she's fucked up for eating the horse? Because, I mean, the horse was dying. And what better way of honoring it, I guess, in a way, makes kind of sense, you know, to eat it? You know, I, I I don't know. I mean, I would fucking try it. I'm not going to lie. I saw the picture of that meat, and it looked fucking pretty good. It looked like carnassada and shit. It looked like steak. I'd fucking... Well, that's what carnassada is. But um, that's, you know, for you non-Spanish-speaking people. Um, it looks like steak, and it looks... I'm not gonna lie, I'd fucking eat that shit, I'd eat it, I'd make a taco out of that shit, it looks pretty good, um, but what do you think, let me know, um, on my Instagram at Strange Dog Podcast, would you have eaten that horse, or would you have not? So, this next article is, uh, Arizona man shoots himself in the face after firing at ceiling trying to quiet upstairs neighbors. I guess that's what you call karma. An Arizona man who allegedly fired his gun at his own ceiling in an effort to get his neighbors to quiet down ended up shooting himself in the face. The unidentified man located in Phoenix initially paid his upstairs neighbors a visit after he became upset with them on Sunday night. He had banged on the door, yelling at them, trying to make contact during this argument. At about 11.20 p.m., Phoenix Police Sergeant Vince Lewis said. The man then headed up back to his apartment, still upset. He allegedly retrieved a weapon and fired several shots into the ceiling and somehow shot himself in the face. Investigators said he was transported to a hospital in extremely critical condition, according to the Arizona Republic, which reported no one else was injured in the incident. Oof. Big oof. <laughs> I guess that is karma. It's a good thing nobody was actually hurt, though, because then, I mean, he would have been in a lot more trouble. Would have been manslaughter, not murder, because he didn't pre... He didn't, like, pre, it wasn't premeditated. So, moving on to more fucked up weird shit in this world is a body of a woman found in Florida portable toilet that caught fire and exploded. Jesus. A body of a woman was discovered inside a portable toilet that had caught fire and exploded early Saturday at a construction site in North Florida. The St. Johnson's County Sheriff's Office said on Facebook that authorities responded to the home on North Horseshoe Road in St. Augustine on a report of a porta potty fire and discovered human remains inside. Regarding today's discovery of human remains contained within the portable toilet, detectives believe that the descendant... Um, is a white female, um, the sheriff's office said. At this time, we have not received any missing persons report that may coincide with this incident. Neighbors told um, they heard a loud explosion. Neighbors said they heard a loud explosion around 7 a.m., then saw the portable toilet on fire in front of a home under construction in the neighborhood. I was just sitting watching TV and heard a loud explosion, one neighbor said. Another neighbor said that the investigators had to put on hazmat suits as they sifted through dirt and other areas of the construction site for several hours. The port the port toilet blew up, so I mean there's nothing left at all. Neighbor John 
Jan Long said, St. John's County Sheriff's Office spokesman Chuck Mulligan told the Florida Times Union the victim was too badly burned for immediate identification and an autopsy is scheduled for Monday at the medical examiner's office. Mulligan told the newspaper detectives after exploring several several scenarios, including that it could have been a medical issue, drug or medical issue. What the hell? Damn, that's some, that's like literal explosive shit. Um, drug related suicide or something more nefarious. In my 32 years in law enforcement, I've never seen one of these before. Mulligan told the Times Union. Sheriff's Office detectives, um, along with State Fire Marshal Office investigators and the Medical Examiner's Office, are investigating the death, according to Mulligan. The Sheriff's Office is asking anyone who may have a family member or friend who has not been heard from and may be missing to contact the St. John's County Sheriff's Office and ask for the Major Crimes Unit. Officials said the case has not been classified at this time and remains an undetermined death investigation, pending autopsy findings and additional background information. So I wonder um, if there's going to be an autopsy, like, what the fuck, like, (laughs) I wonder what happened, man, for that shit to explode. Because I, okay, this is my theory. This is my assumption. Now, one can only assume that the porter potty was used a lot, maybe one particular day, maybe during that, you know, like the night maybe or the previous day and it wasn't cleaned out maybe the person didn't that's supposed to clean it didn't clean it out right or something and so there's a buildup of shit a lot of shit in there therefore somehow it wasn't really irrigated properly maybe and so methane built up and when they actually went to light a cigarette maybe they literally blew up from all the methane that just blew up because methane is flammable and that's how it blew up maybe or maybe they were just actually just doing drugs in there and something went awry and they blew up because there was just a chemical spark or maybe an electronic spark i don't know those are my theories what do you think let me know at strange talk podcast so moving on to the next article that i have is an arizona man allegedly kills his son six years old after holding him under hot water to apparently exercise a demon a six-year-old boy is dead in arizona after his father allegedly poured hot water down his throat in an effort to exercise his child who he reportedly thought was possessed by a demon the father 31 year old pablo martinez was arrested after after he told investigators what he did at his home on the pascuya yaqui tribe reservation on thursday Martinez told authorities he noticed his son had a demon inside of him during the past week, and when he was giving him a bath, he saw something evil inside his child. Thinking he had to cast the demon out, Martinez allegedly held the boy under running hot water for 5 to 10 minutes. Romela Martinez, the man's wife and the boy's adopted mother, said she heard a gurgling coming from the bathroom where she found the boy being held under the faucet and screamed at Martinez to stop. She then dialed 911 before Martinez poured cold water over the boy and reportedly attempted CPR on him. When investigators arrived on scene, Martinez allegedly told them they were not in the right mindset or belief to understand why he allegedly did what he did, and eventually told police something to the effect of, I did it, the news outlet reported, signing a criminal complaint. The boy was transported to a hospital where he was pronounced dead with burns covering 15% of his body. 
Martinez was charged with first-degree murder. The father is not a member of the Pascuya Yaqui tribe, but Romela Martinez is, according to reports. Damn, that's fucked up. That's sad, dude. <laughs> he just fucking killed his son because he thought he had a demon in him. That's some fucked up shit. The world is a very, very scary place. So moving on to the next article that I have is of a Massachusetts family of five, including three children, were found dead in an apparent murder-suicide inside their home. And the bodies were discovered Monday morning when a relative went to their condo in the town of Abington to take the three kids to school. It is a crime. A crime occurred in that building, and three little children are gone forever as a result of it. Plymouth District Attorney Timothy Cruz said Monday. The victims were identified as a 43-year-old man, 40-year-old woman, 11-year-old girl, and twin 9-year-olds, a boy and a girl. They all appear to have died from gunshot wounds. This appears to be an isolated incident, and there is no, no, there is no current threat to the public safety, crew said. Authorities didn't release the names of the family members, but the children's school district identified them as the Zaccardi family. We are heartbroken to share with you that the Zaccardi family, an Abington family, died unexpectedly last night. Peter Schaefer, the superintendent of Abington School District, said in a statement, There are three young students of the family in our district. That's sad. So I'm, I'm sure once the uh, an investigation... Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I suppose um, people, well, investigators would be investigating what happened just so that way they can make sure that it was actually just a murder-suicide and not a fucking hit. Can you imagine? That's crazy. But I doubt if it was, we would ever hear about it. The next article is of a Kansas mom was sentenced this week to 20 years behind bars for her role in the savage beating of her two-year-old son, who was killed simply when he refused to eat a hot dog. Elizabeth Woolheater pleaded guilty in August to second-degree murder and two counts of child abuse for thrashing Anthony Tony Bunn on May 4, 2018. The tragic toddler died two days later from his injuries. Tony was under your charge, and your job was to raise him and protect him, Judge Jeff Sirios told Woolheater at her Friday sentencing. You failed him in the very worst way possible. At the time of her arrest, Woolheater of Wichita told authorities that she lost it when Tony refused to swallow pieces of hot dog she gave him for breakfast. So she slapped him across the face and hit him again while her boyfriend, Lucas Dial, um, held the food in the boy's mouth, according to an affidavit released in the case. Woolheater then told police that she heard Dial hitting Tony repeatedly after she left the room and saw her son with a bleeding and swollen face, a broken front tooth, and a cut on his lip when she returned. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Just because he didn't want to eat a hot dog? That's sad. Poor kid, man. Anthony's maternal grandfather, Zach Woolheater, who previously had custody of Bun, said his grandson was the most amazing kid you will ever see. He said the family first suspected he was being abused back in October of 2017 when they saw bruises and marks on his head and body. Zach told local media, We took action, we took him to Wesley Hospital and reported suspicion of child abuse. Records show his abuse was reported to the state's child welfare agency seven months before he died, but the Department for Children and Families didn't follow through on key steps that might have saved him. 
The DCF um, social worker assigned to him, Kenna Battle, was also the social worker for Evan Buer, a three-year-old Wichita boy whose body was encased in concrete in September of 2017, months after he died from horrific abuse. That I, I believe I talked about that actually before um, in a previous, maybe this week in crime. I know back way when I, I do remember mentioning something about a boy being encased in concrete. That's fucking sad. Um, so maybe Wichita um, social workers need to get their shit together. Dial, who had who claimed Bun hurt himself by falling out of bed, was already convicted of second degree murder and is serving a nearly 49 year prison sentence. So I guess some justice comes out of that. But maybe this is a little bit too much of an extreme punishment. But I say if you're a person who abused children and you're caught, I should say not only should you serve prison time, but you should you should no longer be allowed to bear children whether you're a woman or a man i feel like if you're a man you should be castrated if you're a woman you should have your tubes tied because you are not fit to be a mother or you're not fit to be a father i i don't know that's what i think i mean it might be a little bit too extreme maybe even barbaric but i feel like um you know some people yes can change some people can rehabilitate themselves to you know back into what society says you should be like but i feel like sometimes that is more often than not i feel like they just continue to go back into their old habits so the next article that i have for you is north carolina mom and two others were arrested after they allegedly swapped a child for a car three people were arrested in north carolina on wednesday after the mother of a two-year-old girl allegedly traded her daughter to a couple for their car Alice Todd, 45, allegedly swapped her own child for a 1992 Plymouth Laser owned by Tina Chavez, 47, and Vicino Mendoza, 53, in 2018. The toddler was brought into a hospital in July with bruises, prompting a police investigation. Chavez, according to Lexington's The Dispatch newspaper, told investigators that she was the child's mother. She then changed her story, allegedly claiming she was the child's adopted mother, but couldn't provide any such paperwork. The child was placed into the care of a family member. Authorities said Todd gave the child to Chavez and Romero in exchange for a vehicle. Neighbor Loretta Poole said she saw Chavez and Romero with the child frequently. I'd see them out on the porch. She really took care of the kid, she said. The three were indicted Monday and charged with unlawful sale, surrender, or purchase of a minor and jailed under a 50,000 bond each. They're scheduled to appear in court October 21st for sentencing. Damn. So a Plymouth Laser. I wonder if that's like a good looking car or if that's like a, a car that you kind of fucking want and need. So, unfortunately, this is the last article that I have for you, um, but I hope you guys enjoyed what I did have for you. So, without further ado, let's get into the last article of This Week in Crime. A North Dakota man, 21, pleads guilty to trying to kill a woman he thought was a witch. Yes, you heard that correct. Akmel Rashtivik Azivov, 21, we're just going to call him Akmel, stalked a female university of North Dakota Um, student in September of 2018 with the apparent plan to attack and kill her. He confessed to authorities he had been stalking the woman for weeks after he became convinced she was wicked, according to published reports. Akmel told investigators he needed to slay her, according to the Grand Folks Herald. He bought an antique silver pocket knife online, as he apparently thought silver was the only way to kill her, and followed her to her apartment. What an amateur. Silver is for fucking werewolves. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. 
The 21-year-old, who was his high school's valedictorian, said he lost his nerve and didn't attack the woman then, but he went back later and attacked her. Authorities said he slashed at the woman's throat several times after attacking her from behind. The woman, who suffered several injuries, escaped to a neighbor's apartment. On Monday, Akmal pleaded guilty to attempted murder, stalking, and criminal mischief. He was initially charged with terrorizing, but that charge was dropped as part of the plea deal. Akmal, whose lawyer says he is schizophrenic, is not an American citizen. Though it did not elaborate on his immigration status, he faces the possibility of being deported to Uzbekistan once his sentence is complete. Non-naturalized legal immigrants and undocumented immigrants alike who have committed crimes are subject to deportation. He reportedly faces up to 20 years in prison and is scheduled to be sentenced next month. So again, that was the last article. I hope you guys enjoyed your little break from your work, your school grind, and you enjoyed all the strange, weird, and wicked that this world of ours has to offer in this week in crime. So if you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe if you haven't already? And if you're new to the podcast, thank you for choosing to listen to Strange Talk Podcast, because without you, the listener, Strange Talk Podcast would not be what it is today. Um, Also, if you want to support the show, you can do so by donating or simply by leaving a review. Leaving reviews help me get more up there in the Apple Google Podcasts, I guess, ranks, if you will. And it helps it helps the show be seen by more people. And another way that you can help, and it's a big way too, is by just spreading the news about Strange Talk Podcasts. If you truly enjoy the topics that I discuss and the cases that I discuss, you know, tell like-minded people such as yourself who's listening to this that, hey, check out this podcast. It's kind of interesting. It's not always good, but what he has is a little bit good. He's kind of like pizza. When it's bad, it's good. But when it's good, it's good. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, but again, thank you. So yes, um, uh, hopefully we get... Well, I'm not sure what the next episode's going to be. So next Wednesday is obviously going to be an episode, not This Week in Crime. Um, so I'm not sure if it's going to be The Toy Box Killer, if you haven't guessed, because on my Instagram at Strange Talk Podcast, um, I recently posted a picture about a future episode topic that I'm thinking of doing, which is the Toy Box Killer. He's a really inter- not uh, well, yeah, interesting case, yes. Um, although he is a sadist, a sadomasochistic person, um, and inflicted um, horrible things on women that he abducted. But uh, it is an interesting read, and hopefully you guys would enjoy that episode. But I may possibly be getting that episode done with at Rocky the Collector, who has his podcast, which is The Collection. So again, thank you to Rocky for sending me all those beautiful, beautiful articles. Um, And Shy as well for sending me those two articles. But if you have a news article that you come across that you find that's interesting or weird, or you just want it to be read because you think it's um, like more to spread more awareness around the topic um you can do so by sending me a dm at strange talk podcast or if you want to keep it old school send it to me via email at strange talk podcast at outlook.com what's that email again it's strange talk podcast at outlook.com so again thank you for listening to strange talk podcast as always stay strange